Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show with our special guest. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> our special guest was Drake Yan, but apparently uh, his 150 IQ has done nothing to help his technical prowess. Um, oh, oh, there he is. You smart. Yeah, Drake Yan, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he looks Rick. a little disoriented and confused. Let's ease him in. Rick, are, are you okay? What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> So anyway, uh, we were if, if Ray can figure this thing out he and wipe the, the very confused look off of his face, Ray Yan will be answering the tough questions. Now, I know what you're thinking. What kind of tough questions could Ray Yan possibly uh, answer? Well, it's up to you. So what I'd like you to do is everyone with a question for Ray Yan, it could be about anything, anything you want. Put it in the message thing, and, um, well, we'll get to them all. CJ is going to read them off. if. Uh, Rick Young comes Boy, this is a fucking failure, isn't it? Shut up. Stop being a fucking optimistic here, all right? Let's, I mean, let's stop being a pessimistic and stop being you know, an optimistic. Let's let's take a let's take a, a brief moment to, to look at CJ and, and notice is anything different? You look yeah. better, you look cleaner, you uh, look healthier, you look fucking younger. What's going on? Yeah. You know, I was doing kayaks today, so there's a little uh tanning going on and the hair. Wow. The, the Franz, do you see this? I do, I do. And I thought the attention would turn to me because I just got another facelift. Yeah. Uh, it knocked, knocked four years off of me, which uh, will make me 52. Um, well. Attention-driven uh, whore. I, I know. <laughs> Attention-driven whore. Um, well. No, you guys are uh, confused about talking about yourself. You forgot. I am, okay, okay. So anyway, let's me introduce everyone. Of course, we have CJ Schumard, who is uh, the president of the Brandon Novak fan club. Um, you can write him a letter at PO box one, two, three Elm street. And, uh, Novak will get back to you. And of course we have the ex addict, the, uh, certified rehab interventionist, uh, model performer, stuntman, skateboarder. I noticed you're not stopping me, Novak. You're not very uh, shy when it comes to the attention on you. Man, we have illustrious Brandon Novak, everybody, the Novak and Franz show. Thank you, thank you. But I'm telling you, I'm taken back by CJ's look, man. He looks fucking younger, he looks skinnier, he looks healthier. Wow. I'm competing with the GQ model that you are. <laughs> you're winning, you're winning in my books. Uh, you know, vitamin C does a body good, especially during these trying times. Uh, I think you've stumbled into uh, a remedy that's really working for you. You know what? I got to say, man, and I, I, like normally vitamin talk is boring, but like I got to say, I've been doing the gummy vitamins later. It were, I feel so much fucking better like than, than the normal hard vitamins. Like I don't feel I ever digest them. They just make me sick. Yeah. Um, care is the most important thing I've, I've come to realize the older I get, you know? Yeah. Like creating boundaries and and all that shit that I really took for granted at a young age because I'm like fuck you I'm invincible I'm uh, I'm indispensable uh, you know I'm I'm irresistible as you said I'm a model <laughs> um, you know I didn't really pay much mind but then and I, it's also around the same time when I thought age was just a number until I hit that certain number and, and believed now that like that's not the case and it's about the end game at this point. Well, you were saying that the other day when you stopped over my house, um, you were saying that you've been skating all day and you had this look on your face. You were like, and I was like, I was like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And you're like, 
I've been skating and it's like, it's been a little while since I skated this many days in a row this hard. And you're like, I'm kind of feeling my age just a little bit, you know, but you know, I think maybe you were just out of practice skating, but uh, like, how, how's it been going out with the, you're, you're shooting, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but you're shooting a, a skating segment, which is, uh, you know, you want to talk about it or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... You know, it's, it's, I'm not trying to get sidetracked here, but I see the the might be news, banyantreatmentcenter.com, ask us a question. It's very TMZ-like. It's pretty fucking special. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're getting something. <laughs> <laughs> well, the president of the Might Be News Network is responsible. Well, you're, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a podcast of a bunch of attention-driven whores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Ray Gillard. This attention, you fucking whores. <laughs> yeah, Ray. He's back and he's working. Yeah, now nah, I got a um I was on my fucking kids little Chromebook. That shit wasn't that shit wasn't happening, man. Wait, yeah. you don't you don't own your own laptop or using your kids shit? I have I have like five or ten different computers. The um Why? Uh, but Why? a bunch a yeah. bunch from my dad's house and all that shit. You don't want to fucking you don't want to hear about it. Why not just have one fucking laptop like a civil human being, right? Oh, my good computer <laughs> is for my VR chat. No, no, we'll talk about that later. But wait, what's it being no, used for know. right now? Why why wouldn't you use it for this? My good computer is being used for something else, but you just said what is it doing currently right now that you're you know, not using? Chump change over here? You mean all the like half-naked women I hang out with that really aren't women in virtual reality, but I tell them not to talk. <laughs> That's one way of saying it. Race <laughs> <laughs> fantasy is. There's no, I mean, there's no, we can't get a fucking 15 north. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> Brandon, how you been, man? A little better than you. I have a fucking laptop that works these days. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I got I got my other one. Hey, I never got the chance to tell you, but I really wanted to tell you. I saw you on the Philly TV, um, Fox, or not Fox. Yeah, the um Yeah. Um yeah, uh Channel 13. You did a really good job, man. It was it was really well spoken. I think that was uh that was a really cool fucking thing to do. So Hey man, thanks. And for that, a number one rake, you and I, we go back a long way, and uh, and and that means a lot to me. Um, but for the viewers that might not be aware, this is probably one of three times we've really been face to face and talked. I've seen your ass in fucking how many years? Since I've gotten sober. Yeah, dude, it's been that long. Like the I last time I remember you, each other literally face to face, touching each other since I've been sober. You were worse off than fucking Franz, man. You're looking good now. That's <laughs> the one that's, you know. Um, yeah. We haven't been Everybody. dick to dick for quite some time. No, we have not been dick to dick for quite some time. But yeah, I think the last time I probably saw you, you might have been without your pants. That's so, uh, that's no, I just want to say I have not had a chance to tell you face to face. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I think you're doing the right thing. And, um, you know, anybody who has any fucking thing else to say about it, then um, they don't need to talk to me. So See, good that, on you, man. That's the definition of a true fucking friend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And if Ray Gion thinks you're doing the right thing, you must be because he has 150 IQ, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have 150 <laughs> IQ. And I ain't saying I'm doing what he's doing. I ain't as strong as this motherfucker right here. But, you know? He's doing virtual reality making women shut up all the time. Oh, no, dude, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bad scene. I would uh, I would, uh, I would, take some, um, some uh, screen grabs or whatever, but. I'll never forget the time too. we went to we went to Miami for the VMAs <laughs> and and rakes in the lobby and it's me and Bam and Dunn and all of us and uh, 
And Rick's like, yeah, I got to go go meet up with this chick. But, you know, she, she brought some baggage with her. And we're like, oh, what's that? Like, she just get her heart broken. She crying. She's sad. She bring her sister. He's like, nah, nah. She brought a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's all funny, man. <laughs> yeah, how is that? How is a boyfriend qualify as baggage, right? <laughs> how do you justify that? I mean, how do you, you know, there, there, there's certain baggage you can avoid. For example, if the girl drinks too much and drugs too much, you can avoid bars, you know. So sometimes a boyfriend wants to watch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Not being sad, you know what I mean? That's I'm on a, I'm on a different you. level now. That was back in the day, but <laughs> mm-hmm. funniest yeah, time you- from that trip, Brandon. I'll tell you, man. Me and um, me and fucking Dunn, man. Fucking God rest his soul. We're just trying to look for a regular place in in South Beach. It took us all fucking night just to find like a regular place like we would all want to hang out at, man. Like, like I, 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 I miss you, Brandon, but I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm actually glad that you're not anywhere near me. <laughs> that's a rather uh bold statement yeah so you know um no but but for real man i'm proud of what you're doing i'm proud of what you stand for um you've been you've been around a lot of people you know i've been um that are close to me i've been involved with so um yeah you know keep doing keep doing what you're doing but that doesn't mean we can't have fun you know what i mean absolutely I, and i always say that you know i didn't get sober to fucking live it in, a, in an AA meeting my whole life. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's a no. world much bigger and broader uh, than than just a four-wall room. And, oh, and, yeah. Now you fucking, you know, you can, you know, have just as much fun. Yeah. Hence us being here tonight, hearing about your virtual reality fucking weird triple X porn room. Yeah, that's right. I got to give a shout out to uh, my buddies, uh, <laughs> Noah, my buddies, Connor. He's got the best tits in the business. Shout out, people. I oddly enough believe him, Fonz. What about Lucky Lendon, man? We got to give Lendon a shout out. I'm thinking about Lendon. Lendon's doing good, man. Lendon's doing pretty good. Um, you know, it's great seeing all you guys again, though. And Dinesh, you got to give Dinesh a shout out. <laughs> Darmesh. Darmesh. Oh, sorry. You racist MF. No, I was thinking of the uh, the Danish pastry. The, no, the, no, the no. Dinesh. Um, so, uh, so, Rake, how – what everybody wants to know – is what I want to know. And that's the answers to the hard questions. You in your, your career as a scientist, what kind of groundbreaking cures are you working on? Like, have you guys found something for cancer? Lately okay. Before we talk about that, cancer? Brandon, do me a favor. Put, uh, put your fingers in your ears. Yeah. Ah, now that's so you didn't hear that. my ears, Ray. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Not to be a downer, but fuck a cancer cure. Let's ask him about like a COVID nineteen cure. Bad. I'm no, get, so I, no, I'm Brandon. I'm, I'm lucky enough that where I work uh, right now, we have two molecules in the clinic. One, uh, one of the molecules we're actively uh, manufacturing right now. So shout out to all my people, all the young bucks, um, you know, who got to come into work every day, who got to put the face mask on, um, you know, work D to D as uh, we used to call it. And um, uh, you know, try and make a medicine that that might do something for um for this. So um, shout out to 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 all them people. Yes, shout out to them. Now get to work, and come up oh. with a cure for cancer already. It runs into my family. I'm fucking working on it. Mm-hmm. One minute at a time. I had a bit of a hiatus with all your fucking shitty movies, Franz. But <laughs> what um? <laughs> so so how are you able to work? Like because you know I've I've been at your work before. It's a humongous uh laboratory facility with thousands of employees 
how do you how are you able to work from home and and discover cures for the ailments of mankind from your house? So I'm lucky enough right now that um you know all all my uh my buddies, my brothers and sisters, you know, working um you know working to actually you know um, hands on make the medicines. Um, I can help either guide activities or work on different um, um you know kind of like data like numerical techniques to support um to support making new medicines. So that's the, uh, that's how I can stay at home. But Franz, it fucking sucks. Really? It sucks the biggest fucking D. I haven't, it's been like six weeks. Oh, I got to hang out with my kids. I got to talk to my family. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no like. Are you like, drinking more too because of this? Huh? Are you drinking more because of this too? No. <laughs> Brandon, you have to get on TV more often because when you do, you know what I mean? It's it's you know 9:30 a.m. and I'm thinking like oh, I'm gonna head to the fridge and then Brandon's having a cup of coffee. You know, he's like, you know, we're doing like everyone stay strong, and I'm like, oh I gotta stay strong, Ted. It's not noon. Yeah, stay every, strong. It's not what would, what would Brandon do? No, it uh Who'd it ever thought tough. that'd be the mantra? What would Brandon do? No, it, <laughs> I never fucking thought that either. And now everyone's worried about COVID. You know what I mean? Shit. And we were fucking on tour. Yeah. Fucking viruses yeah, fucking yeah. left and right, man. If I could have to duck. You think about it this way, Novak. Every time you're on TV, Rake stops drinking for 15 minutes. So I if do. he can manage to hit all the networks in one night, he can have a he can have a sober evening. If that's all that I'm able to achieve out of my <laughs> fucking I win. I didn't go to the liquor store for a month because of you. Well, that and Governor well, yeah, Warren. They closed them down, too. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say it's Brandon. It's definitely Brandon. <laughs> so no, I can't wait to the next time we actually get to hang out, man. Um, so are, are you still in the state? You're in a different yeah. state? No, I live in Philadelphia. I live right okay. in the city. I live like Right near Betsy Ross's house. So oh, three, nice. creds, three creds to say Betsy Ross is my neighbor. Yeah, once um, you know, once people in Philadelphia aren't um legally allowed to wear masks on a regular basis and all this kind of dies down and you know, we can even do a bro, you know, yeah, whatever it is. I, we gotta we gotta hang out, man. It's it's been too long. Franz is right around the corner. We'll we'll do a, a, an old fashioned Yeah, who cares about me? <laughs> Down, you know what? Yeah. You know what was I'll never forget, Rake. Like one of the things about you is you always had a very dry sense of humor, and you could make everyone laugh when there was nothing to laugh at. And I remember when Ryan Dunn died, and we all got together, and you know it was it was. I mean, Novak, you were in jail, yeah. Um, but you know it was Rab, you, me, Bam, and and you go. And there was a quiet moment. You go, you know, it's pretty cool to see you motherfuckers. Yeah. We should, do, we, should we should, something like this should happen once a year to bring us together. <laughs> and it was like, sake, that's you know what, what I mean? we needed to fucking laugh. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was. Um, Maybe that's what it takes, man. You know, I love, yeah. I love Ryan, but you know. Sure. <laughs> Maybe a human sacrifice once a year, so we right, right. fucking hang out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you'll be willing to sacrifice me so long as you can get together with your best buddy. Okay, one of the other lesser members. I don't know if I got any lesser. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Ray, hold a shot. Can you? Uh, I, I wanted to sacrifice. You, from, you know, can you get back. I, I wanted. To, I wanted to sacrifice Brian for a lot of years. <laughs> Fuck. 
And I would have did it for way less than us getting together. <laughs> hey, Rick, do you remember when you first met Novak, what your first impressions of him, you know, because we're filming yeah, this. Hey, hey, first of all, you, you might be about to have a, um, a birth control message coming up here. <laughs> hey, come here. Come, come here, on. everyone. There oh, boy, Rick Jr. Put your hand out of your ass. Rick Jr. Yeah. <laughs> His name is uh, Keep It In Your Pants, Young. <laughs> Go find your brother. I told your worthless brother I'd give you 20 I'd give him 20 bucks if you didn't come up here. You lost your money. <laughs> wow. That's our future, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's, that's the future. That's the future. You got to hustle. He's crying. Oh, for fuck's sake. You're not watching TV. Here, take the phone. Here, let's, let, let's, let's ask you some questions, Ray. Bring no, on. here, go watch Cardi B on TikTok. Do what it is you do. Go. No, no, no bring him on. Bring him on. Come on. Uh, Come okay, on. here you go. Here's a big moment. Okay, here. Do you want to be on TV? Do you want to be on YouTube or you want to do this? Okay, go run downstairs. Oh. You have to leave. <laughs> There's no party, you friend. Oh, man. Okay, do whatever you're going to do. Right, turn the volume down. I know. I, I was going to ask him about the meanest his daddy's ever been. I wanted to, I wanted the world to hear, but... He's I, not I, good at that. I get, we can get the older one for that. No, but for real, though, <laughs> you know, I got to I gotta get them into uh, into the city, you know, to see uh, to see you, to see freaking Novak. Yeah, dude, I got, I, got a, I, got a, I got a movie theater in my house, dude. It's a 16-foot by 9-foot fucking projection screen so it's like yeah we we should all get together and have a uh an adult beer child film night you know what else is, that is hilarious man the uh the rest of the world that thinks that uh you know everyone got rich from x y or z i'm like just because joe franz actually gets to live and have a house <laughs> that's uh, you know that's like how much he's like profited from the whole thing um <laughs> Like Brandon didn't lose his life. That was his reward, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just glad we can all still fucking hang out and tell the stories, man. Because, you know, some people, they go down a path and, you know, that just doesn't necessarily, don't work out that way. You can't put a price tag on those memories. You absolutely Fuck no, can't. man. Some of the best times, by far, the best times of my life were, were those days. You know, and a collection of memories. And so <laughs> I'm trying to repress them like now, <laughs> like the amount of things like that I don't even want to talk about right now because you know you're, you know, you've gone this way, and I, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> trying to like I'm meandering like a salmon, you know, to maybe head your way at some point, you know, to do as well. Now, now at one point there was supposed to be a Rake Yon Brandon Novak tour. And I, oh, wish yeah. I, I wish I had the picture yeah. here. So, but no, you have the flyer. Yeah, the flyer is great. Tour. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went did a bunch of stuff with Brandon. We just yeah. don't talk about. It. What was now? <laughs> what was this? We just with, pretend like it never happened. Every time we it? hang out together, it's what was like the first time we ever met? Like. <laughs> Brandon, oh, oh, you been? You know, oh, like I haven't seen you in forever. Like. Rake and I paired well yeah. together. What was the Texas tour, guys? You got to. I want to hear both of you join in and tell the tech that you nope. guys went to Texas with Tim O'Connor to to work with uh, Leather. I think it was it was it Leatherface. <laughs> Dude, that's literally one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> it will have to be so edited, like ridiculously edited. But Brandon, if we could ever 
put that in a movie scene one day, people Never. would be crying, crying, <laughs> laughing. Like it's one of those things where every five minutes you can't believe this is happening, but then it gets worse every five minutes. Literally, that trip got worse and worse and worse until I've never gone to the airport four hours early. <laughs> and I remember it was right around the time when the movie Brokeback Mountain came out. So I thought it was great. We're in Texas. I'm strung out on loads of cocaine to just have my costume be the Brokeback Mountain character. Brandon, at that point, cowboy. I don't know about your rock bottom, but I think to me, that was like part of like, I've never been in a situation before where I was like, Taxi, you know, like it's only happened twice. You and Steve-O, and you guys are both doing a lot better now. So I'm glad <laughs> I was there to see you, you know, like greater, like to the and, bottom. And we kept the, the, the longer we stayed in Texas, the, the more hell we became. So no one could deal with us. So we just kept getting like left behind over and over. And people Dude. just kept trying to fucking get away from us and, and lie to us and say they bought us tickets. It got out. worse and worse we until and sunk. Until that, it was at the point where, like, the police didn't even want to fucking show up at that motel. <laughs> okay, guys, guys. I was like, I'm um, <laughs> specifics. From what I wasn't there, but from what I understand and what Tim O'Connor was telling me, you guys were supposed to do some event with Leatherface at, like, at a bar. And and it was, like, a kind of a strip bar or something like that. So but Brandon, I want to give the PG version of what I remember. Okay, please, okay. please. Details. I, I landed on an airplane. We went somewhere. And then uh, next thing you know, everybody wanted to go out that night to hang out. Well, that, so it was, I think it was, no, no, no. So I think that night was good. I can't remember if I landed the day of the event. But anyway, the event ended up happening in a parking lot. Yeah. The parking lot was, was I would say, sparsely attended. So I remember sitting literally on a curb being so hungover from the fucking night before. I forget what we did or where we went out, but literally surrounded. So imagine me sitting on like a, like, how high is a curb? Like a couple inches surrounded by, hold on, Richard, turn that crap down. Get over here. They played the wrong words on that TikTok. Daddy's going to end up on CNN. Turn it down. There you go. No CNN. Okay. Anyway, the uh, so imagine me hungover sitting on a curb, right, with like <laughs> eight kids, probably under the age of twelve, to my left, and another eight kids under the age of twelve to my right. Maybe like three or four parents, and then Brandon. You weren't you weren't feeling much better, were you that no. day? No. So he's Brandon's trying to skate, right? So I'm saying this is near like the, you know, he's, he probably wasn't that rock bottom, but you know, we, we're definitely skiing down the mountain together. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> my, man, my man can't even like, like get the, the, the trucks on the fucking coping or nothing. And he's this eight year old was like, man, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got the parents handing me like a, like a bud pounder every now and then. I'm hanging out, trying to figure out how to entertain their kids. I was like, I don't know what to tell you guys, you know. Like, and what, no, 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 I've lived a pretty hard life, you know. 
No, my so, uh, is like one of the village people, and there was all these like humongous hicks who wanted to kick your ass because you were. They thought you might. No, be they were being pretty cool, but there just weren't that many people. But then the fucked up part was uh, the um, the the dude ended up stealing all the money, and the money was for like pediatric cancer. So that was the bad part. Number one, bad part number two was we ended up at some um, gentleman's club. I ended up. Like, you know, front, you know me. I'm not that good. And Brandon knows it's even better. I'm not. When it comes to, like, like people, you know, like the, the whole finishing skills back in the day, that really wasn't my strong suit. <laughs> so I ended up having some science conversation with one of the dancers. She had no clothes on, but I didn't, give a, I didn't have no one else to talk to. Brandon's doing his thing. So next thing you know, I'm back at her house. Brandon, after that limo ride from hell, which I'm never going to talk about. But anyway. So let's just say that like nobody died and went to jail on this limo ride. I end up at this um, um, dancer's house, and me and my buddy like it was better than like sleeping in some shitty motel. She's married. I think she was married to like a marine. <laughs> oh, but he man. was upstairs playing Call of Duty or some shit. So me and my buddy are like, well, this is. I mean, it was already been a strange weekend, so it's not going to get any more strange. She ended up making me like a, a picture, like a piece of artwork that was so crazy and looked like it was from fucking fifth grade. Dude, and there was like a poem and shit on it. I kept it in my office for like seven years. <laughs> nobody knew that it was from that trip. And nobody had any clue that it was from a married stripper who I happened to like, like pass out on her couch for like 45 minutes. His husband, her husband, was right upstairs. Who, if I recall correctly, oh, you were there. Can <laughs> I wasn't there? I'm just repeating. Oh no, no, no! I thought you were there as my other buddy. I, like I can't remember. Oh, I, like, I didn't know if you were there and I hit the road. He used to do that all the time. You're we like, thumbs down. No, Novak. From from what Tim O'Connor was saying, you ended up in a hotel room with the girl who like took makeup and drew all no, the no, 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 no. So all over the back, mirror. When we went back to his room, that's <laughs> when I realized that um, things were bad. Not that were things bad, but that like everything I heard about Texas was wrong. Like all most of the white people sucked, and most of the other people were great. <laughs> I remember this woman. I think she had she had a kid or two. She might have been twenty years old. Her and her friend they uh they rolled up around three or four a.m. Assuming I do remember that with a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really nice. And then it was um I think we rolled to your uh, motel room maybe around five thirty six a.m. Um, and I just remember, man, you were like there was writing going on on the mirror with lipstick. Tim O'Connor was laughing. Uh, you wanted to complain to the hotel management about the sheets or something, and I, I just didn't think it was going to end well. I could see, I could see you dumb fucks getting roped into something like this. But how does how does Tim O'Connor, world class skater and personality, get roped into this with you guys? Like, why? What the fuck do you have in common that you would have ended up at a demo together? Because it, I, I remember when I got this offer. Um, they wanted like they wanted skaters and they wanted like TV personalities. <laughs> this offer, 
I'm like, well, I, I must have did something recently where Tim was riding around. So I'm like, I'll just give Tim a call. <laughs> and he just showed up. He had no clue what was going to happen, Joe. In a, the, the grand scheme of shit shows, this was like a nine and a half out of ten. This was awesome. But once Tim was on the ride, he wasn't he wasn't about to get off the ride. Like, dude, he Tim O'Connor was fully committed to yeah, the motel six. I saw him there. I saw the pregnant women. It was late. I don't know if he's married now or whatever. We all we're all married. Well, we've all moved on in our lives. So Tim, if you see this, I apologize. But but Tim O'Connor hanging out with you guys is like the National Lampoon vacation. He's Chevy Chase. You both are Uncle Eddie. <laughs> it's like it, it doesn't. It, it, I just there's there's no chemistry. It, yeah, who jumped in the pool in who? that movie? What, oh, what was the name? Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Christy Brinkley. There was no Christy Brinkley. <laughs> it was Christy Brinkley, like eighteen years old with three kids. Man, it was it was Christy Stinkley. Yeah, dude, it was. Uh, they were they were very nice. They were very nice to Brandon. They kept them alive. <laughs> they literally kept Brandon alive. So I've noticed a common theme going on. Anyone that does an event with Ray Yon gets sober. Brandon. And Steve O. And then all the girls uh Ray gets on this tour come true. with baggage. The stripper had the husband. The one girl in the story in the beginning had oh, the she boyfriend. Had more baggage than just the husband, man. There was a lot going on. Uh, and that I couldn't even diagnose. I realized that I was in over my head around four thirty five AM before I went to sleep for fifteen minutes. Do you still have the wonderful piece of art that you brought back? No, I I had to um when they made me move cubicle, they made me move offices. I had to um I had to kiss it goodbye. It was there for ages, Brandon. And every time I looked at it, all I thought of was you. See, Rick, what's the biggest lesson you learned from the CKY Viva La Bam days? Like if you if like we all we all learn life less life's lessons as we pro we progress in our journeys and. What's one thing that you really took away? That uh, what 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 have, what have we learned, Raycon? <laughs> biggest lesson in the world is don't believe a fucking word that Joe Franz ever tells you. <laughs> don't, believe, <laughs> don't believe one word that he tells you. Like it may come to fruition in five or ten years. You know, maybe one day you'll become a cult classic. But um, no. It was, <laughs> Well, no, because because whenever we filmed, there was always two things that we would film that you had to be ready for. One was what we told you we were filming. The second was, in reality, what we were really filming. Well, that took me a while to figure out. In, that took me a good. Yeah, which could put you in physical or emotional jeopardy. Depending Science on smart, filming. street smart. Science smart, right. street smart. Yeah. You know, Joe never told me when I was like licking my lips, you know, ready to get that, you know, headshot, even though I didn't have a gun and it was a stick. It was actually a penis I was licking my lips over. <laughs> <laughs> so you go through a couple iterations of that and eventually you you figure it out. But um, Yeah, that was that was one of the best things that we ever had you do, man. I was was we were filming and I just re-edited this for the CKY remastered project cuz Bam didn't know how to edit it right, but it was like, you know, it was the war skit and so it's like, so I filmed a shot that looks like it was taken from a telescope 
of everyone's balls. And, <laughs> and so later I filmed you and had you in a shot of you in the trees with a gun, with a rifle scope on it. And I was like, all right, Rake, you want to lick your lips. You can. Oh my God. Blood. And if You're anyone's like, just watching this who wants to like hire a director <laughs> or somebody to motivate that actor, I was salivating, man. Yeah, I was sure. ready for that kill. And your point of view. I was licking my lips like I was ready to fucking like take out Hitler in World War II. And it was a dick. It was a hairy fucking ball sack. And I was fucking waiting, just waiting for that. But that's what you do, Joe. You motivate me like that. Yeah. You make me feel like I'm in the moment, like I can see through the tight pants. Oh my God, Rake, remember the Viagra story in Brazil? Oh, yeah. That's the only oh, time I've God. ever hung out with. Uh, so it's a good one. People probably heard it before. So we're in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Sao Paulo, Brazil is an amazing city. It's what, Joe, it's like three times bigger than Manhattan, four mm -hmm. times bigger than Manhattan. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's it was 26 million people when we were there 26 million years ago. Anyway, so we're in this giant city. And so uh, we actually, you know, Joe and I managed, you know, to try and go to bed before 4 a.m. So we can actually wake up when we're supposed to. So me and him are the only ones up. And then we're like, so what should we do? And then we're like, oh, man, I hear you can buy anything you want in the pharmacies here. Kind of conversation. Yeah, so we find a pharmacy. We don't even know how to fucking say pharmacy in Portuguese. So we find a drugstore, and then we're both, like, too chicken shit to fucking try and buy any, like, like kind of, like, narcotic or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's completely legal, but Rake looks like he's committing high crimes. In I don't know what I'm doing. I don't he even was, know the language. He was so nervous. He was like, ugh. Uh, I'm like, dude, if you want codeine or whatever, yeah, it's, just go up and, and ask for it. And like, I didn't buy it over the counter. I didn't and know I'm a pussy uh, like that. And then Joe's yeah. like, we want Viagra. And I'm like, we? I'm like, huh? yeah. Whatever. Well, so, well, 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 <laughs> let me cycle back with I'm just, just Novak. I've seen you <laughs> act more nonchalant on a fucking heroin street deal. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, so I see. So at the time, yeah. Viagra came out, and it's there's bad. big signs everywhere, Viagra, Viagra. And I'm like, I wonder if this stuff works. Yeah, so Joe's like, let's get Viagra. I'm like, oh, this is going to end well. So then so he grabs some, some big V, right? So I was like, okay, what do we do now? And we're like, okay, well, let's go get a breakfast Danish, I guess. So we go back. Hold on. Is, like, you're not hearing what I'm hearing. Oh, no. You're hearing what you're hearing. That's exactly how it went down. In Sao Paulo, Brazil. Early. Sleep, you guys are loaded, and you go to a farm. No, we weren't loaded at that point. We were perfectly, like, actually well-rested. So we went to a pharmacy, didn't buy narcotics, bought Valium. Or Valium. Bought Viagra. We would buy Valium. So Joe's like, I want Viagra. So I'm like, okay, word. Viagra. Like, so what should we do now? And I was like, we should probably get breakfast. Like, I don't ever <laughs> want to eat that on an empty stomach. So anyway, so then we go, and I think I got a um like a cinnamon roll. You got food and an espresso. You got okay, okay, wait a minute. Wait, and then you, you got some kind of pastry or whatever. No, and one of them little coffees. So we're sitting and chit-chatting, and I guess the uh the Viagra's like burning a hole in your pants or whatever. It burning a hole in your pocket, so you're like. I've never eaten this before. And I was like, well, I'm a chemist. I mean, I've, I've, I've drawn the structure. 
Like, fuck it. You know, let's see what happened. So Joe and I hung out. We had our morning tea and coffee, a couple of Danishes, popped a boner pill, broed out for another, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's all it took. No, we were walking around. That's all it took to do. Three shots. It was like the first time people take fucking like LSD or whatever. Not that I've ever done that, but like, is it working yet? Like, dude, you feel anything? It's like I don't know, man. I feel I felt like we were like fucking like like sixteen in high school. Yeah, three. Like, what's he doing? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know if it's a coffee or. Yeah, it was three shots of espresso and like a a, a, a horse pill of Viagra, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> And I was like, because I was like, I was like, I wonder if this actually works. Like, but Rick, you were mad at me. You're like, fucking man. Yeah, I don't know, man, dude. It's a little too fucking bro friendly. Fucking hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it was kind of like weird. Shit, you know? like me hanging out with CJ, fucking, you know, just like chilling at his house or whatever. You know, just, yeah. you know, 11, well, 11 a.m. Like, hold on, dude. But we, but we, I'd proved- be sober the next day. We've learned that much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we proved Viagra worked, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, you I, proved the work." You I went like, oh my room, god, and then that. you were late. You were late. You, <laughs> I, I missed couldn't show up. Time. I couldn't show like, up with the oh, big ball. and everyone's like, "Where's Franz? Where's Franz?" And I couldn't tell him because it was so embarrassing for me, <laughs> let alone for you. But yeah, that was a good one, man. Like, why is Joe late? All the, dude, that was a big production, man. There was like 12 people there on company money. Yeah. Where's Joe? And I was like... Man. Yeah, I, I had to take care of business, man. I had to do something to be, be, able, to be able to walk straight. It was insane. My, I swear to God, if, if this, so, this Viagra was so potent, if I would have kept it in my neck long enough, if I would have swallowed, swallowed, oh yes, if I would have swallowed it Slower, I would have had rigor mortis in my neck and fucking choked to death. I swear to God. That's what she said. How do you tell major Hollywood producers? Because you know we were working with a big name Hollywood guy at the time. Yeah, that Troy, Troy Miller. That Franz <laughs> is late because we had a Danish and a Viagra for fucking breakfast, <laughs> and now he's got to fucking beat his meat so he can even have a chance to answer. <laughs> And now, I'm still, I'm still people are waiting around in like murderous <laughs> Sao Paulo, Brazil. That was right before I almost fell out of the helicopter. Yeah. I'm still back at the moment where two grown men who are loaded <laughs> have the option to go to a pharmacy to buy anything that you want. And you two dipshits pick Viagra. Anything in the world for free. You me on that one. It really happened. Yeah. I, I got, uh, oh, really oh, oh, <laughs> we for 15 minutes. Like one thing, guys, we gotta, we, like, we, what's we, it doing? We, we, we can't interrupt each other because it garbles the sound. But by the way, let me let me let me just cap off this story with the with the fucking with the ending to this story. Okay. <laughs> oh, we know the end. So I so there's there's one Viagra missing from this Viagra pack, and I was living with a smoker from Jersey at the time who was very nosy to say uh, the least. And so when oh. I would come home, she would look at my phone number list to see if I got any girls' phone numbers, and she would, 
she would look through to see if I bought, bought any condoms and stuff. And I hear in the bathroom, she's going through my stuff. And she claims she was looking for aspirin because You're she the had- the And so all I hear from the other room is, it's all quiet. I hear a rustling around and I hear, do you like going to strange countries, popping Viagra and fucking strange women? Now, how, how, there's only one thing worse than getting caught in the act, and that's being blamed when you've done nothing. And you have no idea how hard it is to explain to a woman when you have one Viagra missing from a pack that you took it with Rake Yon. <laughs> what are you supposed to say? No, I took it with Rake. That would be worse than fucking a Brazilian cooker. <laughs> So, Franz, how's that? Like, yeah, I ate a Viagra. Like, it was with my friend, but we didn't bang. It was so, it was one of shame that things. day. So, Franz, how did that play out? Uh, I mean, it's, 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 well, plus, plus, I had the a heavy camera pack with my Bolex in it, which weighed about 35 pounds, which is always on my back. So, I had humongous red marks all over my back, with looks, which looked like nail scratches. So all the evidence was there of cheating, but, but I have a great positive ending to this story. As it turned out, she was cheating on me the whole time. So in her <laughs> mind, she acted like she believed me and just fucked as many guys as she could the next time I was away. Yeah, Isn't that a great ending? And got us all yelled at. Yeah. It's a positive ending to a story. Uh, I miss those days, Joe. Remember, we used to get yelled at like children. Like don't miss going out. Yeah, yeah. God, remember, <laughs> remember Rick, they would always well, And then it. I was like, Brandon's naked right now. <laughs> Haynes whipping him with a piece of ground molding, crown molding. And you're yelling at me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to any fucking chewy fucking um uh uh uh, uh, chocolate chip bars from your fucking, you know, little thing right there. The crafty thing. Well, they already tried yelling at Novak, and it didn't go anywhere. So they moved on to the next yeah. people. No, was and great. They, and they couldn't holler at me anymore. They simply hired me and gave me a job. <laughs> so the best was Novak was the worst. So he would cause trouble and then get you know who to sign off on it, and then have carte blanche. But you can say Bam. I know. You know who. <laughs> Don't say Bam Margera's name when we're talking you about Eva or Bam. You were the worst. <laughs> Lennon was probably the second worst. And when you and Lennon and Bam got together and ruined entire days of filming, Cocaine that was paradise. Um, I'm so, so hoping that the footage gets burned. Well, one of the one of the fun, one of the great things about working with Novak is that. You know, they would yell at him like he would he would go to town to pick up a bag of cocaine for everybody and he would show up and then he would get yelled at. It's like, like you fucked up our whole shooting schedule. And he was like, I don't need I'm no filmmaker. I don't even know there is a shooting schedule. And he really didn't. And so and I remember one morning they yelled at him. It's actually in the new book, uh, the, the Streets of Baltimore coming out later this month. Um, but uh, but so he shows up, he gets yelled at for fucking up the shooting schedule. And she's like. You fuck up my shooting schedule again. You're fucking fired. And he's like, fired? You never hired me to begin with. I'm not even getting paid to show up. Yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. You are the man. Yeah. Who gets to just show up? What was that like? The um, 
that that episode of um of freaking um oh Seinfeld. Kramer just like shows up to a job he doesn't actually have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you. because I had, you pioneered it. I had been polite and asked them for a job for so long that they just kept yesing me to death. Like, yeah, Novak, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to production. We'll talk to the producer. We'll talk to MTV, and that lasted for like two months. And finally, when I just saw through the bullshit, I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, you're gonna regret not hiring me. Because at least if you hired me, you can control my behaviors. Wait, wait, wait. Holy crap. Did you were you ever hired on the show? Any at show? The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only, because, only because my behaviors got so outlandish and I would create such a ruckus and I would get Bam to believe me, and then he would become more of a polished shit when I was a polished shit. Yeah. That they're like, dude, the smart thing to do here is to pay this little fucker so we can at least control him. Because we know uh, he wants money because he wants so to get fucked up. Oh, I forgot about that. Back in the day, like, yo, dude. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sick. I mean, you know, come on. Hook it up, you know? They'd be like, here. Yeah. <laughs> Give him what he wants. You know how it's worth. Go away. Well, they, they basically paid you as blackmail money. They paid, they blackmailed you into behaving yourself. They needed to have, they because they weren't hiring you to begin with. So they couldn't fire you. <laughs> and you could show up and do whatever you wanted. So they needed a way to control you and to blackmail you. And their solution was it's like, like okay, we need to blackmail him to behaving himself. So they, they started to pay you to be on the show. So it's like, in a way, in a fucked up way, you earned your paycheck and you blackmail, you were blackmailing them into paying you. So it was like a double crisscross blackmail situation. It was brilliant. I, I, I've, dude, I've been in show business for fucking, you know, behind the whole behind the scenes. So all types of shows and movies, and I've never seen anything quite like it. It was masterful on, on both ends. Kind of like you rolling your way into it, Joe. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we talk about it, it. You know, we kind of go in depth in the new book about that. Yeah. You know, like when my behaviors caused us to get sued. And then those two like high class, you know, lawyer women who are completely disgusted by anything by me. And I am just such a pile of shit just because I know that they don't like me. And the more that they don't like me, the more that Bam thinks I'm fucking awesome. So it's just a win-win. Oh, can we talk about like top 10 uh, Brandon Novak moments? Before he became the new Brandon Novak, yeah. you know these things, dude. They're burned in my head like for life, probably for even beyond life. The uh, what was that photo shoot around the pool? Remember that? Was yeah. it, it was a big name magazine. I think that was VH VHM or VMV. No, oh, NME and no, no, no. ah, the, the magazine used to have all the hot chicks. Mag I know. Um, magazine. Exactly what you're talking about. Something HM or something like that. What the fuck was that called? Anyway, when people actually used to read magazines. Yeah. Big fa big fashion magazine is there to have a shoot. They have a photo like all yeah, the legit photo shoot. When they have those umbrellas with the silver at the bottom, yeah. You know it's fucking it's going down like this, like the little reflector things. Yeah. They get everything set up. Phil's in the pool, Everybody. April's there, we're doing this fake family scene. 
My screen time clowns in there. Screen cool. time clowns over in the corner doing this over and over. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a robe on even or were you just buck naked? No, I wasn't. Here was the thing. I wasn't in the photo shoot. I no, no, no. You weren't in the photo shoot. I'm trying to remember what you walked down. Well, there. here's the deal. So I was bummed out. So I was in the house, right? And I'm like, fuck it. If I'm not in the shoot, I'm not going to work around the pool in the hopes to get in it. Fuck it. So about two hours into it, He's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, just watching a movie. He's like, get naked, come down, and jump in the pool. So I'm like, all right. I tell him yes, but I'm like, dude, I need to do something way more gnarly than jump in the fucking pool. So I totally get completely naked, walk out the back. Yeah, you're a buck, right? Like, fuck naked. Down the stairs, slow motion. Everyone's watching me. They're like, what's going on? What's he doing? No back. No, no, this is a shoot. And I get up, slow motion, walk out on the diving board, turn around, drop, squat, and shit into the pool. You and then the I go in, in the house. And there's just these turds floating in the deep end. No, he fucking, he took a shit in the pool. I think at that point, man, that's fucking sunk. Phil was in the pool at the time. <laughs> so, well, well, not, not only that. It was like, Phil, get out of the pool. He was kind of like, oh, my God. Not, not only. So, <laughs> it's all the way on that end. The, 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 the thing about this shoot was not only were, were they spending like $40,000 on this photo shoot. There were, there, were, there were cameramen. There were assistants. There were hot girls walking around with clipboards who had no function other than they were hot and someone wanted that fashion. A horrified look on those girls' faces. And when they saw the actual shit come out <laughs> off the end of the diving board and then like enter the pool. And the photographer, well, you're forgetting, you guys are forgetting the main thing. The photographers are in the pool. <laughs> With the cameras, that was the thing. So they're so, in the pool with the I cameras. Didn't want to get out. And they filmed Novak come up to the fucking diving board. Gee, I wonder what he's gonna do. Oh, he's gonna moon us. This is funny. And they're taking pictures, and shit starts plopping out of his ass. Like, it's, and and the poop, the poopy, the poop pool water is splashing their lenses. And then I literally just pull my. I don't even pull my pants up because I'm completely naked. I finish shitting, stand up, and just walk right back into the house. I don't say <laughs> a word to anybody. People are like, no, back, no. I don't say a word. I walk Dude, they out. They look fucking stuck. So I just crack another oh. beer because I'm used to this shit every day. You know what I mean? Dude, those girls were fucking traumatized, man. They fucking took a deuce. Like, they probably never saw anybody fucking shit. Like, they, probably, they may have seen shit in, like, the New York City street. But they never right. seen like an unwashed person just come down buck naked and fucking drop a deuce in a pool. That's true. Because still, still swimming. <laughs> because highfalutin girls like that always have dudes around who are on their best behavior because they're always vying for their attention. They're not oh, used to some man. piece of shit who does not give a fuck. Man, we are horrible, man. Oh but my the, god. The irony in this story is the guy that they did not want in that photo shoot. Guess who made it in the photo shoot? <laughs> <laughs> This fucking guy. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> fucking great, man. Um, hey, CJ, uh, how are we doing on the questions? Are, are we actually getting any questions, CJ? Yeah, the, the, there's a couple questions if we okay. want to go that route or if we want to do uh, a couple more well, let's, go let's back uh, moments. Let's hear some questions and see where it goes. Holy shit, people are actually uh, watching this? All right. Simon wants to know um, how Rake ended up meeting those Australian girls during Mardi Gras trip. Holy shit, people remember that? 
Yeah. So th- now this is a hundred percent true story, man. My uh, my dad's a rugby player. It, it, Joe, this is another one you're gonna fucking laugh at. It's like it sounds fake, but it's actually true. So my dad is has been a rugby player all his life, and they do this um, older, like an older, like a rugby tour for people once they get um, like over the age of 45, 50. So he's been doing this shit for years. But anyway, so we used to go with him when we were kids. You buy a package deal, and then um, you go to either the North Southern Hemisphere, the hotels, all the parties paid for, blah, blah, blah. He couldn't go because my mom got sick. And he didn't, he was like, the, the plane ticket and everything was already paid for. So he's like, Ted, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. So the caveat was you get an all, all expense paid trip to Australia. So he went to Brisbane. The downside was you're going to be hanging out with a rugby players between the age of like 50 and 80. So I'm like, whatever. But some of these guys I knew. But I knew there would be parties and shit like that, whatever. See, those guys, anyway, part, those old men party harder than we did. Yeah, so I go, and then fucking Australia thinks I'm Pablo Escobar on the way in there. So uh, they they searched me to the point where they wanted to strip search me. And I'm like, no, no, no. You'll laugh at this. So they were like, um, so so um we swabbed your bag, your backpack, and there's traces of whatever. And I was like, dude, I've had a backpack since college. Then they were like, well, now we're going to swab something only you've had, your wallet. I've had that wallet longer than that. And I was like, get ready to recalibrate your instruments. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, of course, they come back, and they're like, like, yeah, this is a, this is a good. But, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, you don't fucking bring dumb shit on overseas fucking flights. So uh, you don't bring shit on any flight. No. So, uh, so anyway, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, what do you want to do? Search my fucking bags or whatever. I search my bags before I go overseas, you know? Right. So, uh, they're searching my stuff, but they were convinced. They were like, well, we're going to bring you into this back room. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you're going to fucking, if you're going to strip search me, we're doing it Novak style. We're doing it right <laughs> here in front of everyone. Because, you know, you know, if there's going to be dudes, you know, once they once they bring you camera in front of everyone yeah. or nothing. Well, once, once they bring you into that back room, you're not getting out. They will oh, be yeah, there yeah, until yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah. cavity searches. Right. I was like, no, you're gonna reverse cavity search my ass. You're gonna finger my butthole in front of all these people. Because that means you did it, and they know that you did it. So then eventually they made this dude, I'll never forget, like feel me up. This poor Australian guy, and he's working his way up my leg, and I'm looking down at him. With those eyes, you know what I mean? Like he's working his way up. So anyway, yeah. So he felt my nuts and all that. It was cool. So anyway, like you know, he had an experience. Yeah. So yeah, like he he at that point had an experience that he probably hadn't had before. But anyway, so um, it was at a bar, man, at at in the middle of nowhere, and then I met these two girls, crashed at their house. And then the next day, I was like, oh, I got to go. I got to get this rugby thing. So they're like, um, oh, well, oh, it's right down the street. We know where the pitch is. And they're like, okay, we'll drop you off at the rugby pitch while we go get um, a couple cases of beer. This was at 8 a.m. So I show up at this fucking rugby pitch with all these old men with two hot-ass Australian girls and two cases of beer. And after that, that was it, man. So that's good. how you ended up with the girls from Marty Girl. Yeah. Now, the other funny part, Novak, it's true to rake fashion, man. 
So when we went on a camping trip um, with the girl's family, like three more baggies. Oh, she, she had a boyfriend. <laughs> we had to sleep in a tent together, not just with a boyfriend, but with the mom. <laughs> Typical race story. <laughs> you the, thought the, you thought the boyfriend was baggage. You, you no, thought the no, boyfriend no, was baggage. He's no, there with no, the mom. They're cool. You know, we're still cool to this day. Um, yeah, there was a fucking uh, baby Ruth or whatever, my tidy whiteies on the thing. And Troy didn't want him to come. I'll never forget that. Fucking bitch to me. I didn't drive myself. Don't even get me fucking started. It's like five fucking shows on the bullshit I went through. I get stuck with Joe Franz and every show. I'm still picturing Rake in a tent with the mother and the boyfriend. Yeah. I was I was on the side of the tent, and I think the boyfriend was in the middle. And I was like, man. At that point, you can't even beat off or nothing. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, any more questions, CJ? What else you got? Yeah. Uh, Jerk's Production wants to know, Rake, how many bar bets have you won telling people you were a scientist? Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. People being surprised. Dude, Franz was there a million times. All they ever wanted, like, uh, anyone in Hollywood, the only thing you ever know about organic chemistry is making meth. That gets old. <laughs> Makes sense. DJ, take James White and delete him. Remove that comment from the live comments. Uh, Taylor would have to. Uh, you can't do, do that. that. Number one, number two, you just brought attention to something you were thinking <laughs> yeah. of. I didn't even know. going out live. As you soon as he said that, I'm like, wait, what James White write? I don't know. I had to look too because I've been grabbing questions the whole time. Why would you? Draw attention to something you don't want anyone to know about live while we're doing a live show. That's like, yeah, that dude. That's like that's like saying like, oh shit, like I ripped the back of my pants, guys. Don't film my ass. It's like, and definitely don't look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, James. Uh, I got you, Rick. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never that guy. Um, is Lord Bataro still around? I think he's still uh, up there. Jacob, right? Jacob wants to know. He was looking good the last time I saw him. I'm like me, man. Dude, I let myself fucking go bad. I need like a robe and like an old man chair. <laughs> Didn't doing me well, Franz. CJ, now, now just so you know, guys, before we started this, I told CJ, I said, notice how, how Rake never answers a question directly. He he like whenever someone asks you a question. It becomes something else. The question was, have you seen Lord Batar lately? It was, and it just becomes this whole other thing. It's hilarious. I need a robe and an old man's chair. <laughs> that, that was Bataro, the Bataro, before he forcibly made love to me in the Mustard Man movie, he was a bit heavier. But the last time I saw him, you know, he, he was looking good. You know, he lost a bunch of weight. He was looking good. I, on the other hand, have digressed tremendously. <laughs> I'm like a cross between fucking um, Fat Thor and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, Venus wants to know, Rake, how have you not won an Oscar yet? <laughs> Oscar Meyer to the fucking mouth, maybe. 
That's a good one. It's called it's called working with Joe Franz. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's a good one. Rake, have you kept any uh, mementos from filming? I got some shit, man. Luckily, my mom before she passed away, fucking um, has there's still a drawer of stuff. Oh, Franz, I found I have three of the Raytheon tech decks that I found at Kmart before Kmart shut down. Oh, really? I remember finding a toy with me on it at Kmart. No wow. way. I had to buy them all. Wow. That's so cool. I still have them. That's how good of a businessman I am. I didn't have you, CJ. <laughs> Not everyone's that lucky. No. Um, why do you hate mustard so much? Kevin Kinderman wants to know. It's fucking disgusting. Next question. <laughs> it's um, like Novak's fucking unwashed butthole. You just want to stay away from it. I'm sure he days more now, though. Star XXX Fox wants to know any lost footage with Rake. Oh my! It's not lost. It was destroyed. <laughs> I got. It's like, it's like the. Uh, it's like the. Joe Franz has it. Yeah. It's like the waterboarding interrogations. CIA burns that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure Joe's got a lot of footage on his phone. Oh Watch it right before he goes to bed. Uh, so I agreed to do the show. Novak, do you watch The Office? I did watch The Office religiously. Now, unfortunately, I live in these um, condos and I have hardwood floors. So the people above me have hardwood floors. And every night, I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Every night I go to bed, they are watching The Office. Every morning that I wake up, they are watching the fucking office. I go to sleep to that goddamn theme song, and I wake up to that theme song every fucking day. It haunts religiously. That's probably my fucking neighbors that ask that goddamn question. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Oh, dude, get um, get one of our movies, get like Haggard or something, and just turn the speakers up on the ceiling. <laughs> uh, I had a Dwight bobblehead. I love that show. Joe, I think I had more sex in your movies, simulated sex, than I did in real life during our whole like ten <laughs> years filming. Yeah, you know, a lot of people ask me if I uh, had sex with a lot of women during the Viva La Bam days and stuff, and and actually, I, ironically, I had more sex watching you. Fake gay sex in front of my camera than I did with that. I was never, uh, I was never a promiscuous guy. I would just take all my sexual frustrations out on, on what, like forcing uh, uh, Lord Bataro to ambush you and start humping you or That's something like that. Rab, Rab looked like he was like, like partially broken from his scene. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Uh, uh, will Will there ever be a CKY five? Um, I yeah, I guess I could. I could. I have enough footage for CKY five, and I'm going to put out the remastered uh, Blu-rays. Um, and if people buy them, there will be a CKY five. If people don't buy them, mm. if they pirate them, there won't be a CKY five. It's like people don't. It's funny people are like, just put the shit out, dude. Put it on YouTube, like edit it up and do it for us. It's like I have bills. Like I don't know how else I can explain it to you people. I have an electric bill and car insurance and fucking gas money and utility bills and expenses, just like the rest of you. 
Like, it's bad enough that I fucking buy clothes at thrift stores so I can make ends meet. Like, I like that shirt. Uh, yeah, me too, actually. But it's it's like like I actually like so it's just so frustrating. Everyone's like, just do it and put it out on YouTube. It's like I can't spend hey, yeah. of my life working for free to please you guys I, as much as I would. I'll work. I'll work for bill money. Like if you guys buy enough of the other ones, and then I have enough to pay my bills, and I don't make any money, I just pay my bills. Yes, I'll do it. But it's the good just, part is though is that Joe always comes to me last with the paperwork. So he'll be like, the conversation only goes, yeah, Rake, there's this movie that we put out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, like I, I guess you can get this. Uh, so here, here, sign the stuff. We're gonna put, the movie's already out here. Sign it. I'm like, yeah, and, and, and there's no money for you, Rake. I'm like, wait. There's no money in it. There's no I'm money like, in no, this. I have to pay you, and then I get the same spiel. I got electricity, like, <laughs> I'm making your name out there. I'm like, sure, we've been working together for like two Get decades. your name out there. <laughs> I think my name's kind of out there. He's like, dude, <laughs> you know, I'm working for you, right? I'm trying to help you. I suck. Show it out. Good job. Anyone see Deco anymore? Rake? Yeah, I see him. He's kind of like the Amish. You have to like know where to like find him. <laughs> <laughs> and if you take a picture of him, you steal his soul. Yeah. He's doing good, man. He's doing good. He's alive. That's great. Better than I am. <laughs> he's all, uh, he's doing good. He's alive. Well, <laughs> better than dead. So in the scheme of things, that's good. I miss Deco. I'm not going to lie. I miss Deco a lot, man. You know, I haven't, uh, we haven't spoken since, I mean, not by any doing on my part, but he hasn't spoken to me since 2009, and I really miss him. I miss uh, all you fuck faces, man. What's that? I'd miss all you guys, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, even just seeing your faces, like every time we get together, dude, it's like a flood of, of, of memories, you know, it's most great, a lot disturbing, but uh, it's just like it flood of, flood of memories, man. You know what else is weird too is when we all start to hang out, we get together in the same room at the same time. New memory, like forgotten memories, begin to resurface. You know, like one of us will remember a shred of a memory, like a piece to a puzzle, and the other guys would be like, "Dude, I was in the next room the whole time." Like, like you were? I forgot you even there. Like, oh yeah. And then slowly. As as we all add our two cents, the pieces of the puzzle to these larger forgotten stories will come to fruition. It it's it's yeah, that it wasn't semen; it was actually icing. You know, like things <laughs> like that, like come to or or it wasn't icing; it was really semen. Uh, anyone see Buddy Bill anymore? Ah! Oh shit! <laughs> I, I heard he was dead. If anyone's what Bill like, or anybody who knows Bill. I haven't seen him since the fucking Roan busted out. So I hope my man's doing good. I well, ain't seen him since lockdown. He, I was seeing him occasionally over at Bam's, and then he wrecked uh, Bam's car. So him and Bam went that way. Um, like, like he's, I'm friends. Like he's, his kids are friends with my kids, but I ain't seen motherfuckers since, since the Rona busted. I hope he's good. Me too. Uh, anyone see Mark Hanna? On Instagram, yeah. we're friends. I yeah. talked to him that way. I miss that motherfucker. What's he look like now? Does he still have hair? He looks like you. Yeah, he kind of does. Good call there, Franz. Jesus. 
Not dude, I, I really, dude, Hannah, Hannah is one of the guys I actually, I, I, I don't get to see very much. You know, he has kids and he's super How busy. I think he has three kids now. What a dumbass. And he's, and he's, and he has a super responsible job, which requires him to get up every morning and to work hard. He's a family guy. But it's like, I thought he would have learned something from me. What's that? I thought he would have learned something from me. Pull out. Don't get a real job. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, Hannah, Hannah just has this. He always had Hannah and Rab were similar in that they had infectious laughter. You know, it's like when they start fucking laughing at something, like like it's because they notice something so ludicrous about a situation that you overlooked. You know, and they'll they'll bring up that they'll they'll bring up something about a situation that you overlooked, which makes it fucking hilarious. Like like Novak. Like, um, like the time you, we caught you with the Xanax on Radio Bam, and we kicked you out of out of Bam's house, and like, and Xanax. and like, like you walk out, you're doing the walk of shame. You're headed back to Baltimore with not a pot to piss in, nor a window to throw it out of, nor plans to fucking do anything with your life other than return to Baltimore and shoot up, and fucking, it's all quiet, and you leave the room, and Hannah goes, "Is anyone here the least bit surprised?" Like it's like. It's so poignant, you know. Oh man, it's uh, that runs in Hannah's demeanor. You know, what I mean, his brother's a cop, so that's kind of a very cop-like thing to say. Yeah, hey, that's true. When I think of Hannah, you know what I think of the most, Joe? What? Iceland. Yeah, yeah. A man bought twenty dollars and fucking spent it all on a bag of Doritos the first day. <laughs> he ate all the Doritos and then had a horrible stomach ache and no money. For the rest of the trip, dude, he was so bad with money. Every time he got like Novak, you were better at, with money than his because no, Novak, no matter how much money you had, you could make it last two to three days. So if you had twenty dollars, you'd make it last two to three days. You'd, you'd fucking you'd time out your smokes, you'd bum smokes, you'd you'd you bum drinks like like if you had fifteen hundred dollars, it would be gone in three days still. But like whatever money Hannah had was gone in six hours. Like I remember one time he fucking got his first paycheck for for being a stage tech for fucking CKY and it wasn't a lot of money it was like two hundred dollars or whatever but he bought a pipe, tobacco, and, and he spent another sixty dollars on a tobacco pouch. Yeah. <laughs> it was more than the pipe. Like why we're like a fucking pipe. We're like, what are you fucking eighty years old? And a tobacco pouch. I was like, there's not even any weed in it. <laughs> why would he? Why wouldn't he just keep it in the plastic bag and nice old polished pipe? Like it came, it came in a nice Ziploc bag. What the fuck do you need? Leather tobacco. It was a leather. With fucking plastic in the inside, with the fancy zipper and everything, it was like sixty dollars. <laughs> oh, rolled up all proud. and he came in like he was doing like uh, building, helping Seth build a set, and and he comes in and he's like, "Fuck, I'm in a hurry." And he runs over and he does something in the kitchen. And I go to walk in to the bathroom to use it and he just sleeps <laughs> the toilet, taking a shit eating a hot dog at the same time <laughs> <laughs> the disgusting thing ever he's like what i'm hungry 
Dude, dude, he's, he's putting it in and, and letting it out at the same time. He's like, what? I'm hungry. Dude, one time, one time we were, uh, when, when I was doing the CKY IDR DVD, filming the videos for CKY and behind the scenes stuff, I just remember like me and Bam were like, we're like going to bed and like, so in a tour bus, there's bunks and the bunks are just like almost like a train bunk. So there's, there's one bunk bed over another and they each have a curtain. So it's like, you're like basically in a coffin. And so me and uh, Bam are like sneaking in there and Hannah doesn't hear us because the bus is moving. It's rocking. You hear the sound of the road. And we just see this ass. It's like the curtain lifts up. Yeah. We see Hannah's <laughs> white, naked, Irish ass peek out into the fucking uh, uh, into the alley. And it just goes, yeah. <laughs> this gust of fart noise and wind hits us in the face. And then the ass just goes back in the thing. Like, he didn't know we were there, but he farted in our face because he didn't want to snip his own fart air in the fucking coffin-like bunk. Of the guy if no one's seen those tour bus bunks, they're like these tiny little, like imagine like an 18-inch high fucking like curtain, like a double curtain. Yeah. His ass just popped out the double curtain so the gas didn't stay in his little space. Yeah. fucking annihilated every face in and the whole fucking corridor. Thing, nowhere in the world would that logic make sense. But the Hannah, you dude, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Imagine trying to get pussy with fucking Hannah's fucking unwashed ass fucking popping out, fucking busting it, you know? Rake, I, I think you were fucking that up regardless if Hannah put it. Yeah, I was probably fucking it up. But Hannah's butthole didn't help. Uh, does Rake still have the engagement note from back in the day? Oh, shit. Who has that? Uh, Matt. Dude, that's a fucking um. Dude, somebody remembers all that shit. What is that? I think, dude, that's a long lost fucking. That's a long lost story. The um, I think it's I think it's gone. It was in the fucking drawer for a long time, man. Yeah, that was a weird fucking situation. Tell the story. Hey guys, I have to drive to Baltimore, so I'd love to stay here and, and romanticize about the old. Story. Yeah, here, let's end it on that one. I will do. We'll. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll get together in like a couple couple weeks or whatever. We'll we'll have Rick back on. I'd love that. Yeah, no, I, dude, yeah. I get on, but but you know, sorry to be such a scumbag, Brandon. You're doing so good. I'm going to take your recovery back by like a like couple decades. Rake, I'd be very upset if you were not the way you presented yourself tonight. Uh, it's good on you, man. You're the fucking good man. I love you guys. I'm hopping off. If anyone out there needs help, please reach out to me and my team directly. 610-635-9092. Franz, Rake, CJ, love you, boys. I got to go. Man. See you, Travel man. Safe, my friend. All right, and uh, I guess I guess that about wraps it up. No, uh, uh, Rick, we'll, we'll, we're going to pick this up on a later episode. We'd love to have Rick Yon back, and plus, we I think we have some audio issues we're trying to work out. Anyway, Brandon Novak Chronicles, graphic Joe. novel starring Rick Yon, available uh, Joe, again soon. We're, we're getting these printed back up. Uh, we'll be available on Amazon.com and and BrandonNovak.com. Dream seller, of course, autographed copies on Amazon and um, brandonovac.com. And I'm coming very soon in mid mid this month, mid-May 2020, the streets of Baltimore. And Rayquion, you're in this book, by the way, and we didn't pay you to do it. Hey, Joe, don't tell Novak. But does it, like, break my contract if I, like, if I, 
like trade the books that I got that you gave me for like booze. I would be disappointed if you didn't. Okay. You know, I mean, just just think about it. Like, it, 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 it yes, it breaks every taboo. Like, fundamentally, I feel bad, but then I don't feel that bad because I'm out of liquor. What did you do to her? I trade them for for alcohol. No, the joke was liquor. Okay, all right. Uh, it's Mother's it's Day. I gotta go hang out with my mom and tell her how much I love her. And uh, Rake. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, dude. It was fucking great. Uh, we got we, we to gotta make this more regular thing. Um, Thank you, Joe. See, it was great seeing you. Joe, I want my motherfucking money. You fucking still owe me. You know that. Call me. Quit ducking my phone. Anyway, I'll see you guys. <laughs> see you. All right. But, all right. Thanks. Hey, thanks, yeah. Rake. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. See you guys. Yeah, see you. Right. Later, brother. And CJ and Taylor. Taylor, do you have any words about the Might Be News Network? MBNnetwork.com. Go check it out. We're not doing podcasts really much right now, but please go check it out. And thank you guys for being a part of this. Uh, Franz, CJ, Novak, Rake, everybody. And everybody watching, thank you guys so much. MBNnetwork.com. Go check it out. And please uh, become a Patreon of MBN because if you notice, poor Taylor is so poor from the coronavirus. <laughs> he can't afford a fucking light in his apartment. He's sitting there in the dark. It's just dark, man. I'm just <laughs> so dark and ominous. <laughs> but yeah, but no, mbnnetwork.com does have a Patreon and, you know, it helps, helps uh, you know, these streaming services or, you know, keep, keeping up the, um, the, the payments on his microphones and yep. uh, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and we, we really appreciate you all. So, Thanks again. Stay safe. We love you. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Done deal.